On today's episode of The Glue Guys, Brian, it is 4.27 p.m. Friday, February 3rd. Kyrie Irving requested a trade out of Brooklyn. Um, we're going to talk about that. That, that, lock, that, that. Lock in, Mike. Lock it in. Let's ride. This is Mike here. Say hello, Brian. Hello. Check us out on Twitter at BKGlueGuys, NetsDaily.com, The Athletic. Get yourself on the paywall, TheAthletic.com, slash GlueGuys, Sadie Air, in the New York Times. Brian. Michael, you're a sweaty mess. You're you're knocking into your... your, your the nets <laughs> are crumbling all around us. <laughs> You've already knocked into your microphone in the intro. It's okay. It's fine. It's That's the kind of show it's going to be. We got to fire. We got to fire away. This is so GD... Yeah. Ridiculous. It's a it's a what day. is happening. It's a day in history, and that's history, Mike. For those who are coasting and thinking they were in a ride off into this gorgeous, cold, bitter weekend, we're not. We're not gonna coast because Kyrie Irving has requested a trade out of Brooklyn because the Nets cannot come together on a contract extension with a guy who <clears throat> claims to be a leader for this team. He claims over and over again <laughs> in his stupid press conferences. Wow. Mike, loading it his, up already. <laughs> his ridiculous farces of a press conference that he is the leader for this team. Mm. And what he continues to be is so unbelievably selfish. So unbelievably selfish. Wow. It was a scant three months ago, I don't even know if I'm doing my math correctly, it's probably shorter than that, that Kyrie was embroiled in an anti-Semitic video scandal. Mm -hmm. Yes, this team um, did suspend him, which we all know that he didn't like. They gave him a list of rules to follow. We know that he didn't actually follow through on a bulk of those rules, but they still let him back because Josai has the most flexible spine in the NBA. (laughs) You know, my kids have those toys where, like the Stretch It Armstrongs, mm. but that concept has gone to Hulk and Spider-Man, all those sort of action figures. Joe Psy, the, the, the bendiest backbone in the NBA. Okay. Brian, we potted. Yeah, we did. We potted during those days. We did. And I loudly proclaimed, and I kind of had to walk it back while the team was winning 11 in a row, but, <laughs> or whatever it was, 9 in a row, but I loudly complained, proclaimed that this team would never win a championship with Kyrie Irving. Never win a championship with Kyrie Irving. I said he's unreliable. He is never to be relied upon, and the amount of time it takes to win a championship, it is two months of playoff basketball. Mm. He can't play two months of a regular season basketball without being completely selfish and nuking this team and I'm trying I'm not going to go like crazy personal like it's not let's, what this is about yeah let's, but let's focus on the basketball inside the basketball he is so insane like he, he has requested a trade because he can't get the contract extension that he wants and we we understand from reporting that the contract extension includes some amount of like hey you need to play basketball games and and that is the that is why he is upset 
So the stipulations are, are a sticking point. I would love to see what exactly those stipulations are. If some, if any party could leak that, I would be enormously, our, our DMs are open for, for the leaks. Um, of what the stipulations are, Mike. Let's because <laughs> we often get we do uh, so so many contracts set our a way. lot of agents come into the DMs. We get a lot of stuff. Um, I I keep going back to this like why why force the issue as Kyrie Irving right now? Like what is the benefit the net benefit to him to do this? Um, in it, it, so like walk me through the logic of why Kyrie would want to do this. Like take the emotion like his whatever leadership responsibility is, take that out of the equation. We're talking vacuum. What's the net benefit to him? Is he going to get the extension if he gets traded to another team right away? I mean, right now his trade value is in a hinky place. Let's, let's call it like we see it. Um, he has, you know, there's a couple of different suitors out there. You have them behind you. If you're watching on YouTube, there's, there's five teams that um, I think Bobby Marks has highlighted potentially who, or whoever was, uh, no, it's Bobby Marks. It says it right there. Um, so w- walk me through how this makes sense. Contract-wise, just career-wise for Kyrie Irving, Mike. Walk me through that. I, I think what it is is a case of bad representation, Brian. You really think – so you don't think there's a net benefit to doing this? Like you think he would be in a better position to, A, get the contract extension, sans stipulations potentially in the end of the season, or just be able to walk and have a better contract? I mean, like, walk me through that. Yeah, the, the, by far the best plan would have been – which is what we thought he was following through with. When he came back from his anti-Semitic video – but he came back from that scandal. He was allowed <laughs> so, back to play. So. That's what he did. I didn't do it. He did it. <laughs> you keep you so you so the way that you charge it is is the, you like the way <laughs> you you really ramp up. I'm I'm a semi. I know. So I'm a kind know, of allowed when, to when it comes out yeah. to give it a little juice on there. You did you put some juice um, on it? My ancestors you th- you power you threw me on that one. Shevitz on it is what you did. <laughs> um, after his anti-Semitic video scandal, we thought he was being there's some level of reformation. You know, the the Instagram activity had died down a bit. He was fantastic on the basketball court. He seemed to be a leader. I had done a bit of when KD went out with injury this year versus last year, how this year the team seems to be held together partly because of Kyrie. And last year they just completely crumbled because James Harden was so sort of ineffectual and Kyrie was not playing half the games because of the vaccine issue. The reason why this is happening is this contract dispute. And he is getting terrible, terrible guidance from, let's remind people who his agent is. His agent is his stepmother, which is nothing wrong for the fact that he chose his stepmother to be his agent. I think that's a fantastic thing that he's having a woman represent him in a business where it's far dominated by men. A fantastic choice. The the reason why it's problematic is she has no experience being an agent. And this is going to sound like I'm a shill for WME or CAA or I don't really know all the basketball agencies. Brandon Goodwin, I know that's an agent who represents Dame Lillard. <laughs> sure. But if he had a regular NBA agent, a Mark Bartlestein, if you will. Okay. All right, he, Mike. I see you. Busted. He, Busted. Oh. <laughs> Did I? Okay, I should have. I should have slipped yeah. in one of my fellow yeah. Jews there. In the I, see, tribe. I, see I appreciate is. you calling me yeah. out for that. Yeah. Thank you. I needed that. I need a cold bath. Yeah. Um, if he had a regular agent, that agent would have told him. And I think you would agree with me, Brian, because you're you're actually the lead PR consultant for a lot of NBA players. People don't really know side this. hustle. It's a good side hustle. That what you need to do, Kyrie. You need to ball out in 2020, 20, 2022, 2023 season. Take the Nets to the playoffs. Be mano y mano with, or not mano y mano with, well, you know, 
man on the side with Kevin Durant yeah. and put up buckets, not say anything dumb, not do anything dumb, you are going to get a very nice contract, whether it's from the Nets or from another team. Yeah. By launching yourself um, six days before the trade deadline into this discussion, a team that is sort of treading water, but a competitive team, a team that we just had a podcast two days ago about, or a day ago, uh, about like, oh, that you know, like the Nets, you know, if they trade Ben Simmons or someone else, you know, they're a championship contender. They are. Um, for him to be this selfish, it is. It's selfish. It's so completely selfish because he's not getting the contract he wants from the Nets. It's not only selfish, it's just bad planning. Again, the thing to do, play basketball. Remind people how good you are at basketball. He was doing that. He is an all-star. I cannot wait to see if Kevin Durant picks him in the all-star game. If Kyrie is even going to be a net because the all-star game, remember, is after the yeah. trade deadline now. So it is. So I don't know if you agree with that. I'm sorry. I'm kind of like no, yelling. I'm no, liking Stephen A. Go, uh, but go for it. Do you agree? With, I think the reason why he's making this trade request is because he's not getting that contract and he thinks the best leverage point is demanding a trade. I, I find it interesting. There's a big difference in the kind of Kyrie apologia fan portion fan base. That, I'm talking Nets? Uh, yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> no. 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 Get it, Keith, this Keith, is, everything's Keith, coming Keith out is, today, no, Brian. No, no, stop, stop. Keith is a friend of the show. This is all memes. Just, is just, he just, a friend of the show? He's a friend of the show. Because he on. keeps going in our, our DMs. <laughs> and every time I say something about Kyrie that's slightly negative, he's like, there you go again. I don't know if it's Keith or whoever runs the Talking Nets account, which I'm sure is Keith. I love Keith. Am I allowed to say that Talking Nets has, has been carrying water for your guy, Kyrie? Your guy, Kyrie. Um, and, the, I, and I don't think it's just talking. And they get RDMs. I don't think it's just talking. RDMs are mentioned. There's a lot of people who continue to do this, and I find it interesting. I'm not, I don't find it, I'm not, you know, angry. Talking Nets is one of those people <laughs> that continue to do it. <laughs> Easy. I'm not, I'm not angry at anyone in particular. I do find it interesting that the Harden um, version of this where he asked for oh, a tree. You. you were the water carrier. I was yeah. carrying water, uh, I've, which I've currently disavowed James Harden. Everyone knows my stance on James Harden. Disavow. Hardline disavow. Um, but if you are if, if you were nasty towards James Harden in that decision and you were still like well you know Kyrie if you if you do if you're not doing the same kind of immediate okay you were you quit on the team you just got to question yourself just question where you are as a fan just question your biases you know if you have any kind of prejudices just just have a long think because i think that this one is um similar let's see, let's just call it similar <laughs> i'll call it it is a very similar sort of quitting at a very vulnerable time uh in the season and um it's not it, it's it's it sucks that that keeps happening and they kind of dub, this could dovetail into the next part of the conversation which is uh does management uh shoulder some of the, the the blame here mike if there's blame to be to be had do you think do you think the sean marks let's let's name names there's a lot of um people that are um kind of running defense on both sides of this so it's it's a spicy time in nets in the nets and hey we're kind of adding to the spice right now and really this is part of us just kind of ramping each other up for for uh for content creation purposes i feel, I feel like um not you mike you seem <laughs> pissed. pissed no i'm legit i'm legitimately confused by anyone that's carrying water for kyrie irving on any level okay, but then at the same time like on any level but the guy <laughs> this is the most ridiculous selfish move to happen while a team is in the playoff chase this is unprecedented unprecedented yeah. 
in NBA history. Now, I'm sure someone's going to be in my mentions and send me uh, something of like, oh, Kobe Bryant requested a trade during the season, which he, he did, but the Lakers sucked at that time, if I remember correctly. So, like, this is not productive. Not productive to the goal of winning. Okay. And I thought that's the goal of basketball is to win. In our pre in our lengthy pre-production call, Mike, you mentioned that this might be the undoing of Sean Marks. So it's interesting to me that you are at the same time you're saying obviously this is a unforced just a heel turn from Kyrie towards the Nets, but also you're to some extent entertaining the idea that Sean Marks will be the person whose head will roll for for this thing. So how does that work? Get, walk me through that logic. Okay, so Something also may be happening okay. with this right. well. uh, trade request that came out via Woj, Shams, Chris Haynes, a China, just the roundup of like the most influential basketball reporters who all had this at the same time, is that whether uh, Kyrie's agent, his stepmom, uh, leaked it out, or whether it was Sean Marks, you know, it's actually up for debate who would want this out there right now, because immediately, once it got out there, a market started to build for Kyrie Irving which is one of the most interesting parts of this is that because it is happening now, there's desperation from teams like the Dallas Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns. Like there are teams that are desperate and they are now thinking of trading for Kyrie when earlier this year, when he tweeted out his anti-Semitic video and Instagrammed it. I'm sorry. There were two, there were two right, channels. Right. What? No, he, I didn't do it. He did it again. This is what he did. I know, I'm just, I know. this is just the record. Um, <laughs> It seemed like there was no market. And Bill Simmons, funny enough, he wrote something for like the first time in two years, which is his NBA trade value rankings. And he had Kyrie on the all dishonorable list, meaning like not in the top 70. That's the number that he listed. He had Ben Simmons and Kyrie on the dishonorable mentions. Mm -hmm. um, funny enough that that came out. And actually, I think Kyrie's trade value, there is some to be had, which we will get to in this episode. Sean Marks. I think one thing to Kyrie for the reason why this got out is if it came out from Kyrie's side is to put pressure on Sean Marks and ipso facto put pressure on Josiah via Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant realizing because Kevin Durant doesn't talk to his friends about this stuff. You know, KD just, he just lets his friends be friends. He doesn't talk about contracts, which I respect. I don't talk to you about your money. Right. So I get that's that. not, that's not true. They actually ask you, <laughs> Pretty much every day, yeah. but how much money do you make? Yeah. Um, so I'm a bad case study yeah. for this. But he, but it could be putting pressure on Sean Marks to give up that like a three year max extension so that he gets the contract that he wants because Kevin Durant will say, "Come on, we could win a championship with Kyrie. I trust Kyrie. I don't care about anything else. I care about his ball skills. Let's <laughs> give him the contract because remember, ball ball is life. Yeah, yeah. The the religion but, of bucket. Just the way you said ball skills. It's just it. It got me. Anyways, yeah. continue. Sorry. Yeah. Anyways, so I just there is a theory out there. It was like, oh, now he's trying to go over uh, Sean Marks's head to send the message out there to Josiah, where Josiah is going to come in off the top rope. We know that Josiah is willing to fire people. I mean, he fired Steve Nash. He fired that guy. Uh, what was his name? Something Levy, who used to be oh, at TNT. Yeah, David Levy. Is that? It? Yeah, he was yeah. there for like a day. Yeah. or something. He's pres president for a day. Heck of a day. Yeah, and yeah. so so Josiah is willing to do that, and we already know that Kevin Durant wanted Sean Marks fired this summer, or at least that's what we believed. He wanted Marks and Nash gone. So this could be a play by Kyrie to be like, uh, 
I want my extension. I want Sean Marks gone. If you give me that extension, I will not, I will not do anything else bad. You know, I won't threaten to, to ask to be traded right now. And Katie and I will ride off into the sunset and win championships in Brooklyn if you fire Sean Marks. He's saying this to Josiah. Do you think that's the case? Do you think there's – is that – do you think that's a possibility that Kyrie's thinking of it that level, basically? To be honest, that was a really long thing, and there's parts of it that – so just summarize it really quickly. What, what? That part of the reason – there's a lot to that. Yeah. I'm looking at the time. Yeah. I think it was four minutes straight of talking. <laughs> Kyrie yeah. tweet, leaked out that he's not getting the contract that he right. wants. Okay. That he has requested to trade. Mm-hmm. Doing so, trying to go over Josiah's head, putting or not over Josiah's head, over Sean Marks's head, yeah. putting pressure on Sean Marks to either come to the table and give him a, a guaranteed contract okay. of max value. Or for Josiah to fire Sean Marks so that then Kyrie can get the contract from whatever assistant GM would take over the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, if that is the logic, I think it's pretty faulty. I think the idea that it's it's a it's a pretty like yeah, that's a lot to ask for Josiah. You have to have a pretty good like in line inside track with with Josiah to think like, oh, if I'm not gonna get the deal that I want, you're gonna fire a guy and put in a a puppet to uh to do my bidding and um and that's guy that's the guy that's gonna be a contract i mean it's possible if they have a super friendly relationship um that part of it feels slightly unrealistic to me especially given all the um you know riffraff earlier in the season we'll call it um so that would be tough for me to believe i think i mean here's the thing actually part of it i kind of think i agree with the logic in that it's possible that they think that that will force their hand i think like here's the thing like uh, Kyrie is maybe I, I can't tell how self-aware or not he is but like the idea is to seem less dramatic right or like less of a problem um, off the court right that's sort of like the, the stipulations of the of the current agreement that you want to now amend causing the drama to amend the, <laughs> the current agreement is a sort of violation of the um, I don't know the good faith efforts to negotiate on that one so you're kind of breaching the um the contract there, whether actually or not, it's just or just the the um, symbolism of the contract. So if that's true, um, <clears throat> that that he's trying to force, and it's possible that he and his agent think that this will force a hand. I actually think it'll have the reverse effect. That's sort of my thinking. I think that the Nets don't need a whole lot of incentive to actually want to trade Kyrie uh, in in a world in which he is being dramatic. So it's sort of this catch-22, right? He's like, I want the contract, but I'm not allowed to be dramatic. And then um, being dramatic about the contract that I want is now causing me to not get the contract. So it's a little bit of a tongue twister. Um, don't, don't you think that hurts his – him doing this hurts his value to – so like let's say he had played out this season and they had lost in the second round, but he had done nothing else to sort of offend the basketball gods, right, on any level. I, I think more teams would have been interested in him in that scenario – than what is happening right now. This is just another file, another piece of paper in the Kyrie file that makes it seem like, like if I'm another team, I don't, why does it, why do I ever, I want to give Kyrie an extension too, or, or sign him to a contract. Do you know what I'm saying? Like this damages his open market value, not just in trade. That's the part of it that um, I find really intriguing is like, so the trade partner presumably is going to have some kind of handshake or, very real deal about like signing an extension. They have to, they're getting a pretty 
unknown quantity. Uh, well, they it's actually a known quantity so far up to this point. It really puts people in a sticky position. I mean, there's plenty of people that want to take a flyer on Kyrie, but if his goal is to get a an extension, like is he going to get that from any of these? Is, are these sign and trades going to like be with a guaranteed extension on top of him? I mean, how is that going to even be possible? That's a really good point. Like maybe that becomes an unfortunate that that would damage the Nets' trade value because if it if any team is getting Kyrie for the fact of their them saying then like you got to like we have to then negotiate with Kyrie and give him a contract it's going to be harder for them to the Nets to make a trade to do that right you know let's do let's do some trades break. let's do some trades get us in there no I'm going to do a quick break coming back I, I'm going to put you in the hot seat okay okay because I feel like I've been talking too much and I'm going to put you on the hot seat oh boy okay, oh I don't like the sound of this coming right back. And we're back, Brian. Okay. Everyone knows I'm a Wizards fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another meme. Yeah. yeah. I, even though I've been doing a Nets podcast uh, for ten years, I'm I, I'm letting it all fly out. Yeah. I'm bitter. Yeah. I'm bitter. Let it out. It's a Friday. It's it's a freak show Friday you got, here. You got your dad beers going. Your dad IPAs. <laughs> How do you feel? You're the you're the guy who the I think the first time I ever saw you at Syracuse, you were wearing a Kenyon Martin gray mm-hmm. and red and white. Like that, that is what you wore to impress. Yeah. To impress and, people. Yeah. It was the Kenny the people around me, my peers. And it wasn't like a pristine kid. No, it was, no, it was a wrinkly. Well it was worn. <laughs> been through some bad. Yeah, it was always wrinkly. It, <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. it was never like yeah. perfectly. No. Yeah. So how do you feel? This is your team more I, than my team. Again, I, you know, I'm a compartmentalizer in all things in life. Like that's how I get by really. It's, that's the Neanderthal. It's, it's the Neanderthal. <laughs> You could, might call it suppression. You could you could suppress certain parts of your life. In this case, I think of it as is two part. It's um, Brian the bo- the podcaster, Brian the Nets fan. Brian the Nets fan is a little bit weary of a Ben Simmons <laughs> led led uh, uh, February and March here. That's a little scary to me. I, I will keep it real on that level. Um, you know, Kyrie is a phenomenon to watch. Um, so on and so forth. You know, everyone knows. Then there's the podcast part. I will say I am pretty stoked to be out of the Kyrie Irving soap opera market. I, I, I don't want it anymore. It isn't fun. It makes people really angry at each other. I think I finally understood why, like, you know, these Celtics fans who are like, you know, they're from Boston. They're kind of idiots. And so, like, they were telling me, oh, you're going to hate having Kyrie on the team. When he first came to the team, like, we were, like, all sins are forgiven. Like, let's ride. Like, we got our guy. Like, that's sure. that's fine. You're for, hey, a Jersey guy? You know, I lived up the street from him. Like, this There's is... that picture of him holding up the net when he was a kid. He was holding up the I'm red, white, blue Nets symbol. It was and great. I, and I'm not going to attribute it to any one thing. But in general, I have never seen the Nets, like, online community more divided than during the the Kyrie Irving tenure. It just, and I'm not saying it's anyone's fault. It just had that effect of making people angry towards each other in a way I have not seen this community be ever before. And so like when people say it's like he's divisive, I was like, well, in what way? I don't know. But now I kind of know it just, there's a way in which he kind of forces a wedge between people. (laughs) And it's kind of, it's kind of, it sucks. It sucks to be like a, you know, again, podcaster, content creator and having to like, you know, dodge the laser beams of all of the like ways to talk about Kyrie Irving and his decision making and so on and so forth. And it's just like, I'm kind of thankful that I don't have to do that anymore. I'm, I am pretty happy about it. We think we think, cause again, <laughs> yes, Joe this, could come off could the be, top rope. This could be an off the top and rope. Give him a five year contract extension. situation for sure. Russell Westbrook is Joe Biden and Kyrie is Donald Trump. It's mm-hmm. like we, we went through four years of president Trump 
And however you felt about him, it was exhausting. It, yeah. it was. It's not unlike and, that. And Kyrie That's is, I, I feel. Except <laughs> the thing is, Trump was pro-vaccine, if we're going to be honest. I mean, I mean you know, more, way more than Kyrie. I think it's and, a good way to put it, though. That it's just like, it just was like... Broadly, you were paying attention to things more than you ever were, and you were like locked into this like cycle of like doom scrolling. And whether you liked him or not, you were just paying too much attention to it. It just took up too much bandwidth. And we all were like, "Okay, now Joe's in here. It'll be okay." You know, it's not like great. You know, it's not great. Oh, I I, I love the Yes Network. They're tweeting out uh, New York Liberty stuff right now because that's yeah. hey the, the Liberty sign Brianna Stewart and Sweet. Courtney Vandersloot. Let's go, which Fired is very up. exciting. Um. Yeah, it's. Do you, hope, do you agree with my? Is that how you feel as well, or? Well, it is so. Again, to talk, yeah, it's exhausting because this whole Kyrie experience it is so problematic. The team's future, this just this season, rests so much on Kyrie's impinged shoulders, mm-hmm. and we've always felt this way. And again, I go back to the pods that we did earlier this year. I got the receipts, the audio receipts. CVS long receipts of us talking about, you know, the the team cannot rely on Kyrie Irving. If you're going to win a championship, you cannot rely on him. And we were kind of, we kind of let it happen again. Like, cause he, he puts on a show. He is so goddamn gifted. I'm out here defending the guy in terms of his leadership mm-hmm. and talking about, cause I thought that it mattered. And the fact that he played a video game with Royce O'Neal. I don't know if you saw, remember that whole, of course, yeah. he played, Donovan Mitchell and Royce O'Neal in a video game. And I was like, oh, he talks to his teammates. Uh, so great. And and yet, we're. I cannot express how insanely selfish this is, that this is happening now. It, it is incredibly unusual for a guy who he, okay, I understand his frustration on not getting a contract that he thinks he deserves, even though he doesn't. He does not deserve a max extension of more than an extra year. He doesn't deserve it because he is so unreliable on so many levels, but he thinks he does because he plays basketball. And when he's on the court, he cooks dudes. Mm -hmm. All he does is put up insane bucket after insane bucket. And he, he is a championship winning point guard who played with LeBron and took the last shot in games while he was still playing with LeBron. He hit game winners while he's playing with KD. So he feels like he is one of the greats of all time. And he, he, he is in terms of just pure basketball in a vacuum. The problem is there's so much else that goes on in terms of being the star of a team. He, he has continued to destroy his credibility as a leader. Mm Mm-hmm. Time and time again, whether it has to do with, in like I'm not going to get in the vaccine, but like you know the injuries or the things he says, or when he just kind of disappeared for those two weeks in time, and we had no explanation, you know, and maybe he had explained it to the team. There's just it's enough, right? And and so what stinks is that as a Nets fan, I am done. I've been done with him, you know, before, and I get wrote back in. Um, I am done with him now. I'm. I, I will be elated when he's gone, but that elation will immediately be hit by, God damn, this team is not going to be any good because I have the fake trades. I've got the fake trades from six teams that the Nets could trade with. All of them are bad. Mm. All of them represent step downs except for one. That's a gorgeous segue, Mike. Why don't we get into them? <laughs> That's a gorgeous. Sound the sounder. Hey, yeah. fake trade time. Yeah. Um, 
so there are teams that have been already listed out there as potential landing spots for Kyrie. It was funny, like Woj had tweeted out something to the effect of that, um, you know, like no one knows the market for Kyrie. And then pretty quickly, the market had, was forming and we were learning more and more about what certain teams could offer. Uh, the people that are being put out there are the Phoenix Suns, um, the Los Angeles Clippers, Lakers, of course, Miami Heat, Timberwolves as a possibility, sort of a dark horse. The Mavericks are a team that has been getting a lot of sort of pub within all this. So Lakers, Heat, Clippers, Timberwolves, Suns, and Mavericks. Um, Magic Johnson tweeted out that he'd love to see Kyrie in the purple and gold. And God, do I wish that Magic Johnson was still running the Lakers. Because I do feel like, yeah, not that like Sean Marks is like a uh, super genius, right? But like if you had some level of desperation with Magic as running the Lakers, you could extract maybe those two first round picks plus Russell Westbrook, where I don't think that's, I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, of all those teams, Brian, are there any ones that you definitely don't want to see Kyrie go to? Or do you not care at this point? Do you know what I mean? You mean like, like go with, to and like win potentially and have success? Yeah. yeah. Would that bother you? Oh, oh. And by the way, LeBron has just tweeted out, I emoji mm-hmm. in the crown. Okay. Oh, boy. So that's it. G- that's game it. over. Lock that in. Um, game over. Yeah. I mean, I don't. So here's the thing. I have to divorce myself from the feeling of like, it's not working. It's obviously not working here with, with the nets. And you know, I want people to flourish. I don't want, I want the nets to win primarily, but it doesn't, you know, if it's, if it's nets, then it doesn't matter who it is. Or if it's not the nets, I don't, I don't really care who it is. There's a strong potential that Kyrie can go to one of these teams and they could be really good. And that would be, you know, that would hurt a little bit in the feels if you don't start divorcing, put the feelings down the feeling hole, start suppressing them, start now, start early. That's my tip. Um, so like, yeah, he could go to the Lakers and they could get a lot better really quickly. Um, that's possible. Um, I don't know. I'd have to hear what like the Clippers are offering or what's coming back from the heat or I don't know, but, um, there's a couple of those ones. I'm less worried about wolves slash Mavericks. Um, Suns, I guess. Um, what's the Suns trade again? What, what's that being floated around? Okay. So here, I'll just kind of like pop through the trades and we'll just kind of mull it over. So Lakers would be, I mean, it'd be Russell Westbrook and Lonnie Walker for Kyrie and it's Joe really Harris. Bad. It's really not something I want. Because here's the complication people don't necessarily realize. Russ makes $47 million. Kyrie makes $37 million. You can't just do one for one. Yeah. And so you have to. So it's either like Kyrie yeah. and Seth Curry for just Russell Westbrook. And I guess I would hope, I would pray Sean Marks could extract picks out of that. But your team's going to. Russell Westbrook and Ben Simmons, your team's it's, it's done. A, it's a problem. That's a problem. And we haven't yeah. even talked about this. I just want to put it out there like, how does Kevin Durant react to all this? Yeah. Let's he, let's he let's very, vacuum it first and go through these he, deals. He seems yeah. very excited that Brianna Stewart's with the Liberty, so maybe he'll stay for <laughs> yeah. just that point of view. Okay, um, Heat trade would be Kyle Lowry and Nikola Jovich, their rookie, mm-hmm. like a six ten, you know, kind of athletic. So the, Kyle Lowry, the Nets just give up Kyrie. The Mavericks, it's Javale, Spencer Dinwiddie, and Dorian Finney-Smith for Kyrie and Seth Curry. Kind of like that. Um, Clippers, it's Reggie Jackson, Robert Covington, and Luke Kennard for Kyrie. Yeah. yeah. Timberwolves, I mean, it's D. Rus- good, D'Angelo good for Russell. The Clippers. It would make the Clippers really good, really quick. Yeah. <laughs> but they would have the most unreliable starting that, that's five. That's truly the most. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. You know? Yeah. They're like on-off stats would be incredible. Yeah. Um, D'Angelo Russell for, for Kyrie. Mm. 
We've been there before. Can we get, can we get a three-way to get D'Lo and Dinwiddie back and just free set? Let's go. And just trade trade Kevin Durant too. <laughs> no, no. And, and finally, uh, Suns. Now, I don't know how true this is, but when I hear people discuss the Suns, Chris Paul's name is the name that is thrown out there. I, I just want to remind people this one rule. There's that designated rookie extension rule, which means a team can only have one player on its roster who has a max contract that they signed following their rookie deal. So Ben Simmons is that for the Nets. It was the reason why the Nets couldn't trade for Donovan Mitchell and not have to they would if they wanted Donovan Mitchell, they would have had to have traded Ben Simmons. Because you only can have one of those guys on the team. DeAndre Ayton, I believe, is that guy for the Suns. So the Nets couldn't trade for DeAndre Ayton and have Ben Simmons on their team. They can trade for Chris Paul. Chris Paul is declining fairly rapidly as a player. He is still Chris Paul. And if there is one guy yeah, who out could, of all these names who could listed, rein it in all of a sudden, who take, could take some ownership, yeah. who could get that fire in his eyes, yeah. you know, and, and I mean, Chris Paul's never won a championship. He's one of the great point guards of all time. Mm. He would get to play with Kevin Durant. I hope Kevin Durant is still here again, under disgust that we're not talking about that. Mm. And so it's Chris Paul, Dario Saric, a guy I've always loved for Kyrie Irving. And if you're the Suns, it's like, Kyrie, Devin Booker, uh, Maricopa County, <laughs> Carrie Lake should be governor. You know, Carrie Lake and Kyrie would have, yeah. you know, they would have a real uh, cohesive moment. Can we talk um, about how it's going to be the Lakers? It just is going to be the Lakers. Is that, is that, how do you, how do you, why do you feel? say that, Brian? Don't you think that, like, because LeBron tweeted out I emoji uh, in the crowd? Well, that and also because I think there is a, and it's somewhat credible, um, sort of, baked in excuse for like okay how can we rein in Kyrie the player and it's like LeBron's like guys I've done it before and I can do it again and this is this is all it takes to because uh, like a lot of these teams are going to have all the kind of qualms that we have about this but um, there is a history with LeBron maybe a history that, and it can go either way I'm not saying it's going to work out I'm saying that's the that's the reasoning behind getting the deal done in the first place um, do, do you think I mean what percentage chance do you think it's the Lakers versus um, the rest of them well, here's the, the positive for the Nets. If it's the Lakers, so we have LeBron tweeting out the eye emojis with the crown, okay? And, and this is in a and world in which the, he's definitely getting traded, right? Let's let's take out the option that he somehow figures out a way to stay with the Nets after all this riffraff. It, it would feel pretty tough to, that would be to, again, to walk back to the locker room. <laughs> because the initial tweets about all this was like, Kyrie either wants to be traded or he won't re-sign with the team. So if he, if he doesn't get traded, there's that like, hey, we still have... 15, 20 games left or whatever it is, 30 games left, plus the playoffs. Let's just let it ride. Yeah. Here's the positive of the Lakers, okay? No one wants Russell Westbrook. No. Absolutely. You know, I – but I will say – like a Wizards guy. I mean, you, you used to love him. <laughs> yeah. There, there is something actually appealing about Russ in the fact that, like, I mean, one, him and KD back together. I, we're pretty sure Kevin Durant does not want to play with Russell Westbrook ever again. But at least Russ, like, cares, you know? Uh, he plays. He cares. He maybe cares too much. Mm. and But he's kind of fit into this bench role very nicely, even though the Lakers haven't been that good. Ultimately, we haven't heard too much from him about being ultra upset about it. Um, 
the good thing about the Lakers is you have the LeBron I emoji crown tweet. Mm-hmm. You have the Magic Johnson tweet. All those those are messages being sent to Rob Palenka and Jeannie Buss, right? And that public pressure helps Sean Marks on some level. It helps him to know that like LeBron wants Kyrie. Mm. And and now that LeBron knows it's a possibility, the amount of pressure that he can put on Rob Palenka and Jeannie Buss to make this deal. Because before when it was like Miles Turner and Buddy Heald, okay, like how how fired up can LeBron get? How like how many times could he text Rob Palenka? It's like, you we gotta get Buddy Heald here. Now it's Kyrie. And so, okay, Russ sucks. I don't want Russ. I get it. I will. I'll do a three-team trade that could solve all the problems in a second. But what does interest me is Russ, Lonnie Walker trade out. I mean, Joe Harris again. It has to be in there for contracts. Joe Harris and Kyrie plus those two first-round picks that they can trade. That is like a view into the future of the Nets coming out of this with some level of like. Hey, we have real assets. Hey, KD, we're not going to win the championship this year. But, Kevin, we will use these two first-round picks and the ones we will be made available once the offseason hits because the stepping rule will kind of lack some of our picks in the future. You'll trade those two plus another one with Ben Simmons, and we will get you Dame Lillard, mm-hmm. you know, or we'll get you whoever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. there's a game plan. It's not this season, Kevin Durant. It sucks. You're an MVP candidate. Your guy Kyrie did this to us. Mm-hmm. Glue guys theater. I'm Sean Marks. You're Kevin Durant. Couldn't couldn't get halfway through his best behavior extension season. Couldn't do it. Couldn't get honestly three weeks into it. Let's let's be let's keep it super real. Um, Do you want to know the quick uh, three team trade? Oh yeah, I just thought of. Uh, Heck yeah. Before this, there's reporting that the Lakers. I think Chris Haynes was reporting that the Lakers and Jazz had been talking again about a Russell Westbrook deal. Russ to Utah, mm-hmm. which everyone assumed would be Mike Connolly and Malik Beasley or Mike Connolly and Jared Vanderbilt. You and I had talked on our pod mm-hmm. yesterday about Ben Simmons to Utah for Mike Connolly and Jared Vanderbilt. If there's a way to 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 redirect Russ to Utah, bring Mike Connolly and Jared Vanderbilt in, plus Lonnie Walker. You know, I'm not saying it's perfect, but then you maybe you only keep one of the first round picks and the other one goes to Utah. That makes it way more enticing to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's a, there's a possibility of that. And so if there's a possibility of a three team trade where like Utah gets one of the first round picks, the Nets get one of the first round picks, but the Nets get Mike Connolly. Let me ask you this. Mike Connolly and um, Jared Vanderbilt is better than Russell Westbrook. Or do you have no, there's no way for us to really, know. Well, we don't watch I, that much Mike Connell. I view I it as like consolidating tradable things into it. Like, so for us, it's like, okay, take a flyer on the season, whatever it's, it's, we're punting into next. And now we have like this very tradable uh, situation. Mike Connolly and Malik Beasley or Vanderbilt. Um, that seems to me to be like, let's, let's, tra- let's see if we can be competitive on some level, which like, I think, you know, there's, I can see sense in both of it. There's just no way like to know how Kevin Durant feels about, um, he's just not going to want to be like, okay, wait another half a season. Like on, we were, we were, everything was going so well, Mike, until, until, and it all falls apart so fast. Um, so, but who do you think Kevin Durant blames in this situation? I mean, he wanted Sean Marks fired. So he, he, I don't think it's much more complicated for him than like Kyrie's great. He hoops, give him a contract that I don't think it's going to be that much more complicated for him. So I think he, I think he blames the front office. I mean, if I had to guess, 
There are, again, there are a few factors I think that are working for the Nets. I'm just trying to be positive. There are a few factors working for the Nets now versus earlier in the year. We're further away from the anti-Semitic video that he tweeted out. You always do this like big pause afterwards too. <laughs> it is I just video. want people to soak in it because it's such a weird. It is a weird pl- plot line. It's a, it's a weird season two sort of <laughs> plot line. <laughs> you know, remember Steve Nash coached this team? Yeah. Do you remember that? Weird. How like good of a guy Jacques Vaughn is. Uh, the Suns have a new owner. This guy who used to play, he was like a walk-on at Michigan State who's worth $10 billion. So new owners are always dumb. Mm-hmm. That's just this kind of how it's it goes like, in basketball. Yeah. The Lakers are de- more desperate than they were at the beginning of the season because they're like just outside the playoffs and they still haven't made a big move at all. The Mavericks, again, another team, are, are desperate because they have this Luka issue happening where – they cannot find a second star to play with Luca, and they're entering closer and closer to the territory of like Luca's going to start sniffing around and think, well, "Wait, why am I in Dallas if they're not going to get me anyone?" And they are run by Nico Harrison. Nico Harrison, not by well Mark Cuban, but Nico Harrison is the team president. Nico Harrison was one of the biggest people at Nike. Whilst Kyrie was one of the biggest athletes that they mm-hmm. had. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a relationship there, though Kyrie obviously yeah, does bit, not have a bit of a sticky wicket. Yeah. But Nico Harrison was gone throughout yeah. all of that. So maybe that was the missing piece. And I will say the offer that would be I mean, Spencer Dinwiddie coming back to Brooklyn would be great for our show because I would work day and night to get him back on the show. Yeah. Um, that would be great. Dorian Finney Smith is is a perfectly fantastic player. Mm-hmm. Like to me, okay, let me ask you this. Did, no, forget about JaVale McGee because he has just, he's not, you know, he's like 35 years old. He's our age. Yeah. It's incredible. I already forgot about him. Dinwiddie Din, Din and Finney Smith or Sarich and Chris Paul? Ooh, that's a tough one, Mike. That's a really tough one because the nostalgia for Dinwiddie is real, very real in these parts, this part of very the internet. Um, I'm just going to take Sarge and, and Dorian Finney-Smith out of it because, you know, whatever, that's fine. It's mostly Dinwiddie versus Chris Paul. I do – I am kind of tempted to take a flyer on Chris Paul. I know that that sounds weird. Um, and and nostalgia is powerful, but I might I might want to go for Chris Paul just to see. Just to see if we can't – because there's so much that works about this team. There's a lot There's a lot of depth. We, we talk about this, you know, like before all this happened, everything was fine just, you know, three weeks ago. Um so if he can if he can write the ship, and I think he could do it more so than maybe Dinwiddie could potentially, I might go that route. But it's tough. That pains me to say. Uh, Dinwiddie is friendlies. Did you have friendlies in yeah, New of course, Jersey? Of course. It's a place I went to a lot when I was young because it was like in the town center. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't been to in 15 years, and I have nostalgia of the way they make the ice cream sundae where it was like in the thing, and then the cone yeah, was yeah. like a head for the sundae, made a little face. But it's like never actually good. Dinwiddie is nostalgia where Chris Paul's like that restaurant that used to be like the best restaurant in town kind of fallen off the map a little bit. They changed cooks. But they still got something. It's a, still it's a, something it's a Chili's. There. It's a Chili's. It's just an institution. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, um, yeah, but and, then, and those nachos they slap. I, I'm going to go to my grave saying Chili's nachos are like. The can mo- I just yeah, please? Chili's margaritas are terrible, but they fill you up. They got <laughs> they, a lot of calories. Like, it? It's like it's like five servings in one. <laughs> And for a guy, you know, who used to live in Manhattan, I'll take I'll take the savings yeah, on that. Um, and I here's the other thing about Chris Paul. Uh, 
if you bring back Spencer Dinwiddie, I don't think that moves the needle for Kevin Durant. <laughs> where Chris Paul moves the needle. Yeah, it does. Whether you know, I don't know what that's his nostalgia any relationship talking. Ever. That's more like Kevin Durant's nostalgia. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That that's Dragon Ball Z for him. Yes, you know that's. That hits him right in the gut. Yeah. Uh, Saturday morning cartoons. I mean, Chris Paul. Like Chris Paul, even at his diminished state, Dinwiddie's a better player right now. That's, I guess. Yes. It. It's Chris Paul means something to Kevin that's, Durant. That's his and, Majin Buu, Mike. And you're my Majin <laughs> Buu. Get us out of here, Mike. This is a stressful day. I'm cooked. Um. Thank you all for listening. I mean, we'll just you know we're gonna be on red alert, red alert, red alert. I will say, add one last thing. Sam Amick from The Athletic, he just put out a story and saying it's worth remembering that the Lakers were known to have significant concerns about the prospect of adding Kyrie Irving both before and after his decision to both before and after his decision to share anti-Semitic material on social media back in October. Um, From a business standpoint, it's less than ideal to add an athlete who was so toxic just a few months ago that Nike severed its ties with him. So Sam is laying out here like the thinking inside the Lakers, which is probably more from the Rob Palenka, Jeannie Buss side, which is they've never really been on the Kyrie train. This has been a LeBron thing. But LeBron, again, I emoji, crown. Mm-hmm. It's all it takes. It's all it takes. Um, at BK Glue Guys on Twitter, discord.gg slash glue guys. Um, join us. And Mike, the New York Times, <clears throat> the athletic, all the, all the good stuff. By the way, Kyrie's still available for the game against the Wizards coming up. So, Ooh. all right, let's see. Um, all right, bye everybody. Stay, hang in there, hang in there. We we got this. It'll be safe. All right, bye.